This is Around the Table, where we explore the benefits of cooperative ownership. And today we're talking about micronutrient efficiency with Devin Wirth, CHS Agronomy Technical Specialist. All right, Devin, what is best timing and placement for micronutrient applications? Well, that's actually a pretty tough question. Uh, micronutrient responses within plants are really complex. Responses actually depend on what crop you have, your initial soil fertility, what the growing conditions are like, and obviously each micronutrient itself. Usually micronutrient impact is most observed in crops that are either deficient in a certain micronutrient or in crops are pushing for higher yields and need more nutrition to keep up with the increased demand. To add to the level of complexity though, some micronutrients are taken up better by the roots. So it does make sense to apply them in the spring during your spring planting applications. However, the risk of soil applied applications is that because soil dynamics are so complex, we run the risk of certain soil factors tying up the micronutrients we apply, rendering them useless to, for plant uptake. I like to say though, that the, the best micronutrient application is the most convenient application. Many times I recommend a post application of a product with multiple micronutrients for a balanced approach that can be applied with your herbicide and or fungicide applications. I look at it like giving my kids their daily Flintstones multivitamin actually. It's a delicious balanced nutrient packed vitamin to keep my kids healthy. Do my kids need every single nutrient in that product every day to keep them alive? Eh, no, but will it help them grow up healthier, help fight off sickness and be able to help them function a little bit better during the day? I think so. I think the same concept can probably be applied to our crops and how proper nutrition can help with stresses and diseases as well. So what strategies do you recommend that can help improve micronutrient availability? As I mentioned before about applying micronutrients to the soil and how complex that is, many times micronutrients can get tied up because of different soil factors. To make sure we get more consistent plant availability, we need to protect our nutrients from tie-up. To do this, nutrients are often formulated with a chelate. What chelates do is they surround and bond with the nutrients that we apply so that other soil factors can't affect them. A great example of this is an ortho-ortho EDDHA chelate that is commonly used to effectively protect and increase uptake of many micronutrients in the soil. From an in-season post-application approach though, most micronutrients don't need to be formulated with a chelate, but are applied in their most available form, so foliar uptake is already optimized. Devin, what is the difference between preventive and corrective micronutrient applications for crops? I like to think of it like a fungicide application. By applying a preventative fungicide, you make sure a disease doesn't enter the plant and immediately start impacting your yield potential, right? The same thing applying your micronutrients before a limiting deficiency happens. I think many farmers know their fields pretty well and know from year to year what their problem deficiencies are. But if not, they'll see the symptomology show up later on in the season, or they can use useful tools like tissue tests. However, by the time they see these symptoms show up, or the tissue tests tell you that you're deficient in a certain micronutrient, your yield potential has already been limited. You can certainly correct the deficiency with a curative type application, but the damage has already been done. That's why I think preventative approaches gives you many more benefits. So you've talked about strategies. What does crop response data tell us about which strategy is more effective? To answer that question, I might point to more of a, the world record holders for crop yields. 
The growers that hold these records obviously micromanage these areas to reduce as many factors that limit their yield as possible. First, they make sure that they have the right balanced fertilization. However, they don't put it down all at once because it probably won't last the whole season and excess fertilization might damage the crops. Instead, they periodically feed the crops with the balanced nutrition we talked about earlier. They don't wait until the crops tell them that they're starving of a certain nutrient. Instead, they're proactively feeding them. Obviously, there's more to those record yields than just the balanced nutrition, and a lot of it actually has to do with luck. The base fertilization and the periodic feeding plays a huge role in it. You won't achieve those high yields by using a curative type approach. That's Devin Wirth, CHS Agronomy Technical Specialist. Thanks for joining us around the table. Learn more about the benefits of co-op ownership from CHS at cooperativeownership.com.